0: Today's passage, I think we're just going to see a lot of hope uh, and a lot of light and uh, and a clear way to not reject God. And so so that's, that's pretty exciting. That's one piece of context. Another piece of context that I just want to put forward, and as Dave mentioned a few minutes ago, we've been in, in the season where we talk about heading and where our church is going. And Dave just mentioned family, simple, and gifts. And today I think you're going to see simple, come out over and over and over, and what we mean by that, too. So it's not going to be simplistic, but it is going to be something simple. Let me start with this. And some of you that know me would know that I worked for Microsoft for a really long time. And so it actually is a little bit of a pain right, to, to put up the Google web page uh, in, you know, in, in a sermon. But, uh, but there's a good reason for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. And I couldn't find a Microsoft example. <laughs> Um, so this is actually the most popular website uh, in the world. If you look up uh, most popular website, this is it. And I'll bet you that you know over the last day, everyone here has used it. Over the last week, I would say for sure. So it's actually it's actually really really simple. You look at it, and what do you see? Like a, a little text. I mean, it's, it's like it's a box and a button. Really, like that's all it is. However, behind the scenes. This is powered by like really incredible technology. Like it, it, it's, it's incredible what goes behind it. Like there's, this might go a little bit over some of your heads, but bear with me. So there are like thousands of servers that work together across different parts of the world. There's caching, uh, this browser technology that's being pushed. They're crawling the web for latest news, um, countless liners of code. Uh, there's a Google file system and the, there's an iteration on it called Colossus. That, that fits in our, uh, In our series as well. Big table, spanner, Google F1. Uh, they use MapReduce. Um, they have like different abstractions and like different protocol buffers and record IO and all this like buzzwords and things that kind of work together to when you just type something in like it'd be magically get results. And once you dig in, there's so many places to go there. And ultimately, just because there's so many things happening behind the scenes, it doesn't mean that it has to be presented in a difficult way to be understood. And it doesn't, and more importantly, man, you don't have to know all of that to leverage it. Like, you really don't. Like, you just need to know there's a box and a button, and it does what I want. That's pretty amazing. And this is actually not unlike our passage today. The message itself is going to be super simple. There's a lot that can be underneath it. And I'm just going to give it away right now. The big idea that we're going to talk to over and over and over is that salvation has been made available to everyone in a simple way. That's it. That's what this passage is going to be about. We're going to dig in, um, but ultimately it's going to be simple. And actually, I'm, going to, need, I'm actually going to need everyone to have their Bibles open. I think that's going to help, but don't open them yet. We're going to do a little competition, but you, you will end up with them open. Does anyone know what a sword drill is? Okay, so I usually do this with middle schoolers, but hey, it's okay. So basically, what's going to happen, let me just show you. So you're going to put the bi- take a Bible. If you don't have one, there's something in front of you. You're going to put it on your head, and then I'm going to say, go. I'll go like, three, two, one, go. And on go, you go. Uh, and then you have to get to... See, I would have lost... Uh, You have to get to Romans 10 as quickly as possible. And I was actually, I was saying this to to my wife uh, yesterday as I was going through the sermon. She's like, how am I supposed to find the verse if the Bible's on my head? No, like, take the Bible off your head, then you find the verse. Otherwise, I'm here a long time. Okay, are we clear? Are we good? So, everyone, Bible's on your head. And we're going to go to Romans 10 in 3, 2, 1, go. And then shout, shout if you have it. Oh, Ben, actually, I think Ben won. Man, you'd excel. So Ben's going to get um, some red vines to enjoy. And he can share. this three of them. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. So hopefully everyone's got their Bibles open to uh, to Romans 10 right now. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be camptoning that passage. I'm going to be referring to it. So I'd love for you to... Um, just make sure it's open. If you use your phone, that's fine too. Um, so, let me read. Usually in a story journal, I'd have the person read the, the Bible first, but um, I'm actually going to do it. And, and it goes like this. Um, Romans 10, and we're in verses 5 through 15. And it says, For Moses writes about the righteousness that's based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, For the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel! Let me pray, and we'll, we'll dive in. Jesus, we are uh, honored and humbled that we're in uh, that we're in this passage of scripture, Lord, and that we get uh, that we get to to listen to you um, and to your word. I pray that today our hearts would be open to you, and we we'll would draw close to you, Lord God. Please use my words for your glory. Um, and let uh, let us bring you glory and honor uh, together, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. So we're going to actually break it up into four different sections, um, and we're going to see how salvation is simple for everyone. Um, and we're going to see what happens when when you try this by the book of the law. Uh, we're going to see what happens when you try when it's by faith. We're going to see that it's for everyone, and then there's going to be a call to action around share. Uh, and uh and so just. Jumping jumping right in, we'll start with the, the book of the law part. Uh, and this is uh the, the really the subject of verse five. And so if you look at uh look at verse five again it says this. It says, For Moses writes about the righteousness that's based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. And what this is what this is getting at, if you read it, um it really says, Look, the law Requires perfect obedience, and uh, and what I have in in this picture, it's really just like there's so much to to the law that nobody can actually nobody can actually do that, and so that's what this verse is trying to trying to get to. It. And if you look also in in the context of verse four, um, it's just it's just impossible to do it by the law, because. For for a couple reasons, you have to do everything in the law in order for it to uh, for you to, to to potentially to be saved. Um, for example, in James, it says, "Whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of it." So imagine uh, sort of all that the law says. If you fail in one point, you kind of fail in all of it. That's a that's an F grade. Um, or in my house, that would be like a, a B minus, and that would be a fail. You do not get bees in our house. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, so, uh, so anyway, like, so you have to keep the whole thing, okay? And, um, and additionally, you say, well, like, I haven't murdered anyone. I haven't committed adultery. You know, I haven't done some of these things, but, um, but it's even deeper than that. It's not only just keeping it with your, uh, with your actions, but also with, it's what's, uh, with what's inside. Um, and Jesus, like you see, Jesus condemning hypocrisy uh, all the time. So where you try to sort of hide your inner corruption by sort of this outward showing of good actions. I mean, that's what you know. That's what the Pharisees were doing. Uh, and he says to Jesus, the Pharisees, uh, "Woe to you! Like you blind Pharisees, clean the inside of the cup and the plate that the outside may also be clean. Um, you outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So even if you Think angrily about somebody else or look lustfully at a woman or, you know, these kinds of things. Like, you've, you've, you've been commi- condemned of breaking the law. So, no one, all that to say, no one can have perfect obedience or keep the whole law. So, um, but there's good news. Like, there's good news. So, okay, so you can't keep the whole law. But, um, so in that first bullet point, like, that's not humanly possible to keep the whole law. Um, but Christ is actually the end of the law for everyone who believes, um, and so really, just just to summarize so far, uh, if you just take away so far that righteousness, you can't take, you can't do that by your own works, but only by faith in Christ. So, so and we're going to look at that a little bit uh, much deeper. Um, so, let's uh, let's dig in. That so far, by the book of the law, by the law. Can't be saved. It's just not humanly possible. There's another way, though, uh, and that is by faith. Um, and here, here's here's an example. Let's say um, that's Google Maps. I'm using Google all over the place today. So, uh, <laughs> um, so let's say that I told my children, "Hey, you guys," uh, and my children are 12 and under, by the way, including a three and a one-year-old. So, pretty young. They don't have um, sort of resources uh, like money. Um, and so 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 let's say I told him, Hey you guys, you have to go from neighborhood Bible church. We show up in the map of the world, and you have to go from here to Tokyo. Go. Like they wouldn't like they would have no idea how to go about doing that. They don't have the tools. Um they don't have the means, like, financial or sort of world experience. They just, like, they just wouldn't, like, they just wouldn't know, like, even where to start. Uh, and maybe they say, oh, let's get a taxi or whatever. You know, when it comes to paying, they wouldn't know, um, and so on. Um, passports, all that kind of stuff. But let's say, I say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pay your way. Be like, oh, thanks, that Like, that's helpful. Not only that, I'm going to go with you like i'm going to help you like we're going to go together we're going to use my resources my means my understanding i'm going to sort of hold you by the hand we're going to go together i'm going to help you through the airports through the pat downs like and uh and and we're just like i'm going to make sure it happens at that point like for them to still think they can do it on their own would just be like would, would be crazy like how how could they possibly think that and also like they don't, like, they don't need to. Like, I've shown them a better way. All they have to do is come along for the ride. Uh, they just have to take me up on my offer. And I will say this, um, that my offer to them at that point is so good, it's actually irresistible to them. They will just take me up on it. And it's kind of like that with what Paul is getting at here. Um. As he develops how salvation can come to us. It's not that you go and do it by yourself or earn it, but rather it's, um, it's by faith. So take a look at, uh, at verses six and seven now. That's where we're gonna, that's where we're gonna jump in. And it's, it, it goes like this. It says, the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. This is, this is simply saying, you don't need to search far and wide, you don't need to go over the oceans, over the sky. You don't need to uh, know how to raise somebody from the dead. All of it, salvation, and it's and, and the word that makes that possible, is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. Let's look. Let's look at a at a sort of a historic way, right? That where where this was, where this is coming from. Back in sort of ancient times. Um, it wasn't uncommon, right, for philosophers, for example, or legislators, they would, they would travel to distant countries, right, in pursuit of, of knowledge. And so they would go, like Egypt was a popular destination, um, they would go, so from their homeland, travel far and wide, um, and sort of get knowledge from this faraway place, and then sort of bring it back to their, to their own, to their own native land, and say, hey, like, I've brought, knowledge and 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 so forth um but this is not what this passage is saying like you don't have to go and do that you don't have to take dangerous journeys you don't have to try to attempt the impossible all of this is near to you in your mouth and in your heart and that's that's the language of the christian faith um it's that it's all right there with us. So salvation, no such difficult, impossible task. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, Jesus had to rise from the dead. Some of these impossible things had to be done. Just they've already been done for you by Christ. Um, and so uh, all that remains for us, really, is to believe. And that's easy. Even for that, like, it's near you. It's in your heart um, and in your mouth. It's near us. This, this thought of in your mouth, what that means there is that the doctrine was so familiar and so well understood um, that it was just in, in common conversation, in common understanding. Um, so so similar to, to our church here, like we have Bibles in front of us. We've, you know, we come and we, we listen. They're, they're just, it's just everywhere. This is in your mouth and also in your heart. If you, you require that faith in Christ... Uh, it's among us. It was among them because the apostles would preach it. It's among us because you're, you're sitting in this room. Um, so it's really, it's all plain. It's intelligible. It's near us. Uh, and it's in our hearts. Okay. So uh, let's recap where we are up to now. In, we're up to verse, um, we made our way to verse 9, just before verse 9. So salvation, It's simple. this is going to be, again, it's simple for everyone. By the book of the law, we just said, like, man, that's not humanly possible. You can't do that. There's just there's too much there. Um, you have to keep it in your heart. It's just impossible. You have to keep the whole thing. can't do it. By faith, that's actually simple, and it's possible. It's like me taking my kids to Tokyo. For them, impossible. Because they're coming with me, it isn't. Similarly, uh, because of what God has done already, um, it's actually simple, and it's possible by faith. Now, let's say, well, maybe it's just for people, you know, maybe going for Tokyo is just for Greece kids, right? Maybe uh maybe salvation is just for a subsection of San Jose, right? Or maybe it's just for, for somewhere else. No, 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 no. That's actually for everyone, regardless of your um of your background, um, or of of regardless of anything. Salvation is for everyone. And we're gonna look at verse nine and uh and verse ten and and dig into that a little bit. And verse 9 says, um, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified, and with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. I'm actually going to repeat that just because sometimes... It doesn't, we'll explain more, but it just doesn't need explanation. Let me just repeat it and please, please look at it. It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Man, it's simple and yet profound. <laughs> like, uh, think back to the Google example. Like it's simple. Type it in, push search. And yet there's so much that goes on underneath. It's simple. Confess to your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. So much underneath. We'll, we'll look at a few of these, which uh, you know, at least as I read it, I wonder, man, what does it mean for Jesus to be Lord? That's interesting. What does it mean to be justified? Um, what does it mean to be saved? I, I guess whenever I read saved, I always think saved from what? Like I don't need saving. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I do. So we'll look at that just, just briefly. And so, uh, so this idea that, uh, that Jesus is Lord, the Greek word there, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but I was, I, I looked this up, and the Greek Lord there is Kyrios, uh, which is Lord or Master, and that is, um, when we say Jesus is Lord, it's a, it's saying that Jesus, you have absolute ownership rights. Over me, okay. Uh, so that is uh, that's what that's what that is. It is absolute ownership rights of your life of you, and uh, and this like this is demonstrated in in a few different ways. Uh, well, in in many ways. I just want to give a couple a couple examples um, of what I think of how I think it. it it's dem- demonstrable that Jesus is Lord of someone's life. Um, though again, ultimately, that's something that's in the heart that someone like me would not be able to tell. Um, and so, uh, example number one, uh, of Jesus being Lord and what that can look like. Uh, so Ben and I actually listened to, um, this autobiography of George Mueller. And George Mueller is, uh, a man that lived in the 1800s. And, uh, man, he had, he had utter, dependence on God and that manifested itself so Jesus' is Lord in his life manifested himself from uh, I think probably early 20s maybe a little bit before throughout his life where uh, he was a pastor and then he said look Jesus, God knows what I need I'm, not gonna, I'm no longer going to take a salary I'm not going to ask for money and I will pray to God for my needs to be fulfilled and we'll just see what happens and uh and again there's no like no fundraising or anything like that. And Jesus provided for him. And at some point God put on his heart, hey, um, he put on his heart like a, a burden for orphans. Similarly, no fundraising, I think he just put it to prayer to God. Um, and over time God was faithful uh to him and, and eventually he ended up with building three orphan houses uh that, that took care of more than eleven hundred orphans, plus the staff uh, needed to run that. And it, it is incredible how he prayed about everything and people just would come and, and give money and, uh, and serve and all these different ways that God would provide. And, uh, and he, was, he went through some extreme poverty, but he's just like, that's like, Jesus is my Lord, like that's, that's okay. Um, and so that, that's, that's pretty incredible. And um, yeah, the, the text didn't come out too well, but I'll, I'll, I'll read it because uh, I think it describes how, how he felt and what I think um, can also mean for Jesus to be Lord, which is uh, George Mueller, that's him, nothing, the Lord Jesus, everything, in himself, worse than nothing, by grace in Christ, the Son of the King. Um, man, uh, highly recommend the autobiography, an incredible, an incredible man Of that demonstrated what it means for Jesus to be, to be Lord. Um, let me, let me give you an example that's a little closer to sort of more modern and a little closer to my heart since it involved me. Um, and, uh, it's great. My mom is here, so she will, she'll know the story. Uh, so you may know that, uh, I used to live in South Africa. Well, we lived in South Africa and, uh, at at a certain point in, uh, in our stay there after apartheid had, had fallen and so on, um, it became apparent to my, apparent to my parents um, that looked for the spiritual well-being of our family uh, and, other, and other factors. We should no longer stay there. We should move to America. And, uh, and the way we went about that, we had just become Christians. And the way we went about that was, um, look, this is something that needs prayer. And so, every, uh, so we're going to do a few things. Every Tuesday, uh, we fasted uh and it wasn't sort of anything like super difficult it was just we omitted meat from our diets and no meat like a Daniel fast uh so that was every tuesday uh and sometime somewhere along uh, every tuesday evening we would pick a time and we would pray as a family it wasn't like in the whole in the same room or anything just wherever we were we would pray and what we would pray for is ben lord god if it's your will that we would go from south africa to america we just pray that you make that happen, and if not, that's okay too. And uh, and that was a way for us to make Jesus Lord over this decision. And it was actually incredible that any time anything happened that would move us further along, sort of this path of moving from South Africa to America, uh, it was pretty much always on a Tuesday. And towards the end, it almost became ridiculous. Like, we're flying to get our visas on a Tuesday. We get our visas on a Tuesday. We landed in America on a Tuesday. The lawyer calls on a Tuesday. Like, everything was going on a Tuesday. And you're like, man, Lord, like I think you're Lord over this. And I think you want us to go. Great. And, you know, I'm here. I have a wife, amazing children, you know, growing spiritually, like, in, in an incredible way that, like, everything that's happened, like, we made Jesus Lord and uh, and we give Him glory for that, Right? So, just two examples, right, of being, uh, of making Jesus Lord over your life. Um, but man, aren't there so many examples where we don't do that, right? And, uh, uh, and I guess I would put it out to all of us. Do we make Jesus Lord over everything in our life? Uh, over the little things, over the big things. Um, is he Lord of your, uh, intimacy? What happens when the door closes? Your marriage, your children, my marriage, my children. Um, is he lord over your entertainment? What are the things that go in? What are the things you watch? What are the things we watch? Number one show in America, Game of Thrones. What does that say about who we're making lord of our lives? Um, open up your Facebook feed. How long? I mean, if you have Facebook, how long? Until you're... Um, it's just a parade of disappointment, at least often uh, in my life. So I'll just, I'll just say, are you submitting every every area of your life to Jesus? To make Jesus as Lord is not to make Him Lord over your money, or over your travel, or over your sort of a piece of your life. It's to make Him Lord over everything. And do we do that? Jesus is Lord. The other, as I look at those, as I look at the verses again, um, in verse 10, one, the, one believes with the heart and is justified. Justification, another huge word where we can spend a lot of time on. Um, we won't. Um, but just know that that's something where God thinks of our sins as forgiven and Christ's righteousness belonging to us and he declares us to be righteous in his sight. You're justified. You're clean. You're um, from the inside out and outside in, in front of God. If you um, believe, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, God sees Christ when he looks at you, both internally and externally. Everything is done. You are justified. Not only are you justified, but you will be saved and you will be saved is um, again, more than we can dig into right now, but I hope that you'll do some of this in, in, your, in your small groups um, but you have to be saved from something and, and it's not um, and the idea of you're justified and you're saved you're saved from, um, from hell uh, the place that is um, eternal place of Conscious punishment away from God. Uh, there's so much to that, but just just know that you are uh, you are saved from that. You're not saved from life in San Jose or from uh, a disease or, or whatever. You know you're saved eternally. You're you're saved in where it matters most now and forever. Uh, so apart from what this verse is saying, that's like. We need, like, we need salvation. We need, we need heaven. We need to be with God. Um, and, and man, like, the, the good news there is that God desires for all to reach repentance. Uh, first Peter three nine says, God desires for all to reach repentance. Just like that, like in the Tokyo example, right? Like, I would want, like, I want my kids to get to Tokyo. I'm gonna make it happen, right? It's not that God is, uh, saying, yeah, okay, you're, you're all gonna go to, to hell and I'm, I'm okay with that. No, like, God desires for people, um, to, to reach, to reach that repentance. Um, and don't, just don't overlook that. He makes it easy. He desires for you to do that. Um, and that's, that's pretty incredible. That's a good God that says not only we have to get there, but here, I'll take you. So, um, to summarize all of this, um, I think to summarize, I'm just going to read the verses again, because they're just, they're just so good. It says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Awesome. Let's look at verses 11, 12, and 13. Um, and it says, for, and the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Looking at verse 12 a little bit, this idea, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, will not be embarrassed, will not be disappointed. This idea, man, if you believe in Jesus, you will not be disappointed. Like, you won't be disappointed. Uh, There was a time in my life that I didn't have five children. And, uh, and actually, we, you know, we're praying with Lauren. And, uh, and man, we were, uh, we, we were really looking forward to what, it, what it meant to be, to be parents. And, uh, and Jamie was, um, you know, praying, like we're both, like, really looking forward to, to that moment. Our first child, uh, had no idea what, you know, what this, what this meant, kind of what, how it was gonna change our life, but man, we were really looking forward to it. Um, and so, yeah usual thing happened Jamie you know, wife goes into labor we go in uh eleven hours or so. uh I was so exhausted after eleven hours. <laughs> Jamie was feeling it too, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh so you know so, so so we go in, obviously still anticipation. Um, the doctor comes to us and he says, Hey, uh some news for you we can uh kind of where things are at, we can do two things. Like, okay, doctor, what what are the two things? Well we can um we can break we can break Jamie's tailbone with the baby's head uh using some vacuum. Uh Jamie won't be able to sit for six months and we might do sort of skull damage to the baby. Like okay that's interesting. Or we can have a C section. And and he's like so what would you like to do? And, you know, Jamie's crying. I'm like, it seems like an easy choice, right? Like, we should do the C-section, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we should do the C-section. Great. Like, let's go see the C-section. Let's meet the baby, right? So this anticipation is exciting. Okay, so we go in, we, we, um, we're there. They take out, you know, through the C-section, take out the baby. Lauren is purple. Uh, she's not breathing yet. And the nurses, because it happened so fast, the nurses weren't ready with, like, tubes and suctions to, to suck out the different, you know, juices, whatever that needs to be sucked out. And so, so uh, and it lasted, I think, 30 seconds to a minute. To, to me, like, it's an eternity, right? Like, the baby's not breathing. Uh, they eventually get everything plugged in. They suck juices out. Lauren starts breathing. Uh, and, like, you know, and we're crying because you just experienced the most intense emotional minute of your life. Um, and, man, like, we were not disappointed. like, <laughs> Our, what, what we were hoping for, like, we, we just weren't put to shame. Like, we believed in what was going to happen, and when it happened, there was no disappointment there. This verse, okay, where everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame, will not be disappointed. It's going to be even more and better than that. if you can imagine. I can't imagine, but I I believe what God says, and I look forward to seeing that. Um, In here too, it says that God will give riches to all who call on him. Please, please don't ever read that as uh, financial gain. God may choose to give you great financial gain or not. Uh, in many cases, he uh, does like it, just there's no correlation. Um, but heaven is this ultimate reward, this, this reward that, man, it is so good. This anticipation that you have now is just gonna be even better than that. Um, one of the verses that I think, at least in my mind, best. And I don't know, but I think what best describes it to me is um, Psalm 1611 that says, In your presence there's fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So that is, that's what that's what it'll be, this fullness of joy. Think of the joy that you had when you saw your first child, when you met your spouse, when some uh, sort of happy event happened in your life. There's some joy in that. This will be fullness of joy all the time. Can you imagine that? And it's so easy. Again, like it's so easy. Like uh, believe in your heart, confess in your mouth. Like that. That's all that it takes. Like God wants us uh, to share that with Him. Um. Cool. So. Uh, where are we? So we looked at the book of the law and salvation by that. Can't do it. We looked at by faith how that's simple, how that's possible. Uh, it's for everyone. Sweet! Like, yes! It's for everyone. Like, you don't have to be, I don't know, anything different or special. Um, and now this idea of, like, share. In your notes, it says go. I'm sorry, I changed it to share last night. It's a better word. Uh, cross it out. Write share. Um, how then, this is verse 14 and 15, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Um, this, this comes from Isaiah 52, if you want to sort of look at that. Um, but it's this picture of someone that's traveled a long way in in the ancient world. Their feet may have been dirty, you know, as as they go through you know through dirt roads and so on. But man, they bring good news. They bring good news, and um, and as that, it makes it beautiful. Um, and and so, so there's an encouragement here for us. We know that, um, we know that, that people that the world, those around us, need salvation. And we have an answer, and the answer is really simple, and it's been made possible. And, and it's from a God, from the God that desires it for everyone. And so sharing that should just be beautiful and simple and easy. Man, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. It's the, hey, if you want to do a search, if you want to find something, you don't need to know how data centers work. You just need to go to the site called Google. You type in a word and out it pops up. I don't even think you need to click a button nowadays. If you need to go to Tokyo, you don't need to know that like an airplane's engine and how that, how that works, how lift works in the plane, uh, what money, what passports you need. No, just... Go with your dad. It's easy. It's simple. And so, when we share to access it, it can be really easy. Now, sure, we can get into a lot of details. That's fine. Don't have to though. So here, here's what we do: um, we confess and we believe. And here's what God does. Man, he does everything, okay? <laughs> he makes it simple. Hopefully you saw a taste that it's not simplistic. It's simple. And he just he brings us to himself. Like, that's what we do. And that's what God does. Uh, I'd like to invite the band up. Um, and so I would just... As I said, man, I would encourage you guys... Um, to not overcomplicate, it, uh, especially if you don 't have to um, and uh, and just know that you confess, believe, um, and God just does it, does it all for us let me, uh, let me pray let 's pray, Lord Jesus. we thank you that you are um, that you're here, father God we we thank you that you've made it that you've made it so simple for us, Lord, so accessible. Um, we thank you that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we're saved. I pray Father God that if there's anyone here um, that hasn't made that confession, hasn't made Jesus Lord of their lives um, hasn't believed in their heart that God raised him from the dead um Father God I pray that today would be the day we thank you that 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 we have uh, folks like that here Um, so come like that to our to NBC but don't stay that way um so Father just, just pray that people would um as needed would pray in their hearts Lord to know you to love you that they would believe in you um and confess um that Jesus is Lord and and believe that God raised Jesus uh, from the dead. And Lord, as a good father, um, that is available to everyone. Um, And so we just, Lord, we're humbled and we thank you. We thank you that you're a good God that desires for us to come to know you. Um, We don't have to go through the deepest oceans. Uh, We don't have to go to the moon. We don't have to... uh, To go over deserts, Lord, it's here. Uh, It's in our hearts, it's in our mouths. And so, so we just, we thank you, Lord. Be with us this Sunday and in our lives. May you be Lord of our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.